0: It's time. It's time to meet the women who make a living around fast cars. Hello, ladies. This is Women Take the Wheel. Sit down, strap in, and turn on all you've got. Nikki Clark is taking you behind the scenes. You're ready to win. Inside, these cars, they get up, go pretty good. Introducing you to women drivers. Crew members. And fans of the racing world. racing news in Indiana and beyond. We're going to bring it to you from the tower as they get ready to pull into the beat From the All Indiana Podcast Network. All right, strap yourselves in. Woo! Getting off the track. And in your ears. <laughs> this is Women Take the Wheel. Come on, baby! With your host. Here we go! Nikki, Nikki Clark. Clark.
1: Hi, I'm Nikki Clark, your host for Women Take the Wheel here on the All Indiana Podcast Network. And on this episode, I welcome Kristen Wentzel, who is vice president of national event marketing for NHRA. We talk women in the NHRA both on the track and behind the scenes. And both of us grew up in Minnesota, so we do a little reminiscing and we talk about good old Brainerd International Raceway.
2: BP added more than 70 billion dollars to the US economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Okay,
1: and welcome to Women Take the Wheel. And today I am with Kristen Wenzel, who is the VP of National Event Marketing. Is that correct for you? That's correct. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. Thank you. And she works for the NHRA and we actually have a little common bond.
2: We're both Minnesota girls. We are, and I think we probably figured that out as soon as we met. You know, it might have had something to do with our accents, but you know. Oh <laughs> no, really? A nice, uh no, don't you know? Yeah. And um, but definitely is a great way to be connected. So um, I, I love that about our connection. Yeah, and I didn't
1: realize you're so close to me. You're New Brighton, which is you know, just a few miles down the road from Northeast Minneapolis.
2: Not too far. And I definitely spent a lot of time in Northeast Minneapolis as well, going to the University of Minnesota. So oh, me too. I miss it. I miss it. But I'm enjoying the sunny weather now.
1: <laughs> yeah, you miss it in the in the summer, not in the winter exactly yeah you know. I, I was home for oh yeah you just did it you know <laughs> you know <laughs> i was home for winter i was home at christmas trust me you not you didn't miss anything so so tell me Kristen, how did you get into racing like what was the first spark where you're like oh i love racing
2: so i well and not a racer myself but i've been a fan almost my entire life thanks to my dad Um, My dad has been um, a racing fan his whole life as well. And he started bringing myself and my brother to the drag races at Brainerd International Raceway, Um, probably back in, I'm going to date myself, but 1995 was probably the first year that I went to the nationals in Brainerd. And I've been hooked ever since. I mean, it's that it's that story of the first time fan that goes that has no idea what to expect. And you go and you're hooked for life. I mean, there's just nothing better than the smell of nitro. Okay, what I love is you're like, oh, I'm dating myself 90s. I'm like, oh, sweet. Go
1: (laughs) go back even a few more races. Uh, Go back a few more years for my first race. But Brainerd is and you and you and I, when people say Brainerd, it's not just the zoo.
2: People, Brainerd is a great race and it's family friendly too. It is very family family friendly, and I mean, I tell you, even though it is family friendly, I still wasn't allowed to go to the zoo until I was 21. So, oh, oh, I didn't go until I was uh, in my 30s.
1: I did not. My dad's like, you see that line, you don't cross it. Exactly, I know.
2: And I, but I was with my dad uh, and my brother every year, you know, so I, I felt um, I felt very safe, but. It was, it's fun. I mean, it was just, and, and, and just being from Minnesota in the Twin Cities, if you were going to attend the Brainerd race, it's about two and a half hours away from the Twin Cities. So if you were going to go for the weekend, you had to go. It's not really a day trip up and back every day, of course. So you needed a place to stay. And I think that's kind of where they drew their success, you know, in camping was uh, from all the residents down in the Twin Cities that just simply needed a place to stay. And it just became this, uh, this, this group of of dedicated race fans that went and, and dedicated their vacation time every summer to go up there and meet, whether it was for three nights or four nights or five nights, or sometimes even more there, there are, uh, fans that go up there for a couple of weeks in the summer to enjoy the race, as well as the divisional race leading into the national. So it's a good time. It's a very good time.
1: Well, yeah, that was my thing too. When I was growing up, those were my two vacations of the year, the, the Minnesota, the yep. Brainerd points race and the point, you know, and then the national event, which my parents won. It was the North star nationals when I went, it was the North star, but it was it's same thing and you go up to the lakes and it is beautiful, but it's a hike. <laughs>
2: It's a hike, but a lot of us Minnesotans are so used to that drive going up north, as we call it. And uh, it's really it it was funny when I came to the NHRA. Everyone everyone says, oh, it's so far. You know, it's such a drive to get to the track. And I'm like, oh, come on, I can do that in my sleep.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. So now did you like say I love racing? I want to go work in the NHRA or did the opportunity just make itself presentable to you?
2: So the first 10 years of my career, I was doing something completely different in a sense of um, I, I was doing marketing and events for family shows. Um, I started working at V Corporation, which is a company that was based in Minneapolis at the time. They're the company that produced Sesame Street Live uh, starting back in the, in the early 1980s. And uh, so I worked for them coming out of college and I was a a promoter of live event shows. And, um, you know, I I traveled across the country to do media buys and work with different venues and theaters uh, to put on these Sesame Street live shows. And, basically the job is putting butts in seats and selling tickets so that that's what i did for my first seven years and then i worked for the harlem globetrotters after that oh, fun. um very very similar um but what's such a great organization i i very much adored working with them of course they've been around for um almost 100 years and uh very well known uh, but i did i did very similar work for them marketing of uh their live events and um it wasn't until after I was with him about three years, that I learned of uh, a marketing and promotional opportunity at NHRA. I, I I happened to see the job description come through, and so someone had sent it to me and said, "This looks like it would uh, fit you," because you know ev- everyone around me knew that I was an NHRA fan, and that was you know something I did every summer go to the go to BIR. Um, so someone sent it to me and said, "This would be great for you." I looked at the job description; it was everything that I did for. V Corporation and uh, the Harlem Globetrotters, but just for the NHRA. The only the only issue was that it was in California and I was in Minnesota. Um, but my family was, was very young at the time. We had two small children and we said, you know, if there's any time that we're gonna make a move like this, now, it, now is it. And uh, we, everything worked out. You know, I, I started talking to the NHRA and it was just an amazing fit with my experience and my passion for the sport and uh, everything worked out. Of course, it has to work out when you're gonna make a, a big change like that. So, um, so there I was all of a sudden in California, that was back in 2012, and I've been uh, promoting the sport of, of NHRA ever since.
1: And you do the, so you do exactly the same thing at NHRA because I know you from like I see you at each event, and you're making sure like all the signage is up, all the branding is up, all the advertising is done. And so what else, you know what other jobs do you do that people might not know about with NHRA marketing?
2: So I also oversee the social media. I, I would like to say it's a social media team. Uh, we really have one person that is dedicated to our social media, but we work together as a team with our video editors with the tv folks uh with our pr team to make all of that social media content come together so that's one area that i oversee i also oversee another uh behind the scenes team which is our uh we call it corporate art but basically our graphics team so they produce all of the um the art a lot of the steel graphics and web banners and they, they produce a lot of that signage that you see um out at, the, out at the events as well. So there's there's so much behind the work, um, things going on. I, I also oversee the media buying functions. Uh, there's a number of tracks that are owned by NHRA where we do a lot of the media buying ourselves. So I oversee uh, media buyers and have done some of the media buying for the events myself, basically getting all the advertising set in market. Um, and then I work very closely alongside the PR teams um, as well as the ticketing teams. So th- there's just so much that goes on behind the scenes to make these events happen and, and everything that we have to do to sell tickets. But we are a very close knit team. We work very closely together. Um, and, and even in, the, in these times of the, uh, the pandemic and getting through it, uh, we're all still working very closely together through video calls and things like that to get everything done. So. Yeah, I've been um, at a couple it, Zooms with you. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We we have been doing Zooms with not only our internal teams, but uh, more and more Zoom meetings with the drivers, um, with tracks. You know, we we used to do uh, phone calls. Of course, with the the teams and the drivers, we used to do more in-person meetings at the events. But that was a little more tricky in 2020. So we started to go to more Zoom meetings. And it's just kind of taught us, you know what, we can do this more often. And that's going to help us Improved communications it's gonna you know especially during a longer than normal off season um we're going to be getting together more often and and zoom has really just brought a lot of us even closer together which which is crazy you know you feel so far away working remotely but zoom really has brought us closer together on so many levels so it's, it's been a great technology for us to use
1: and that's the thing i love about nhra marketing too is as you said it's you guys it's behind the scenes but the drivers, the team owners, the PR people with NHR are all so involved, too. NHR. is like, it's a big team
2: um, effort. Everybody works towards the same goal. Absolutely. And that, that's part of getting everyone together on calls. You know, the sharing of ideas and, and bringing those thoughts together because ideas don't don't only come from one team or even one organization within this racing community they come from all over the place i mean we we get calls often from from drivers from team members from uh sponsors sponsors have a ton of great ideas on how we can do things differently in the sport or just bringing new ideas to the table so it really is collaborative work that goes on at nhra um and it, it comes from every angle
1: I love it i love it and um this is women take the wheel and i'm big about women in and behind the scenes because people are like oh there's the women drivers but as i point to you and other people there's so many women who work for the nhra i mean if you have a passion for it like you said it's not just driving that it's working behind the scenes and nhra has quite a few women in management roles correct
2: Absolutely. I mean, there's female employees across all levels of the NHRA, from event workers all the way up to the leadership team. Um, There are three of us females on the leadership team at NHRA. We have a racetrack manager that's female as well. So it it goes across the board Um, and our our headquarters are based in uh, Glendora, California, but we are steadily growing our Indianapolis office as well. I mean, there's just so many teams um, and drivers that are based in Indy, and we want to have more of an NHRA presence. Of course, we have our, our office at the at Lucas Oil Raceway right now, but we are looking to expand that. And, you know, during this time of transition of working remotely, um, now is a really good time for us to be looking at um, those types of opportunities to add to that workforce in Indy. So, um, but I mean, just speaking of um, the teams as well, so going beyond the, the drivers, of course, I mean there are two thousand female licenses in the NHRA, which wow. is just unbelievable. Um, but it, 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 when you go beyond the racers and look at just the crews and the management, I mean, uh, on the crew side, Kaylin Simmons is a current crew member on Terry McMillan's team. Um, I mean, and, and this goes, uh, there's so many examples, but this goes all the way back to the 60s and 70s. I mean, we had Allison Lee, who was a standout top fuel crew chief uh, with her alongside her husband, Jim. So, um, so much to talk about. Yes, yes and uh and then on the management side of course there there are so many females on the on team level management you know Megan Schumacher over at DSR Kelly Antonelli at JFR uh John Force Racing and then um and even on the sponsor side you know uh Lisa Mishler, um who is head of Denzo Motorsports. Love Lisa um, <laughs> I know on the and their marketing team so th- again there are just so many examples of females in our sport that you know from from the corporate level at NHRA to um, to the event level, to teams, crews, management, drivers. I mean, it, it just goes on and on. And and sometimes um, y- you just kind of forget that um, there, there are just, we have such a strong presence at NHRA, and, 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 and not just women, but just in diversity across all levels as well. And the thing
1: I love about too, is you say you have 2,000 women licensed, and my thing I keep telling people like unlike other sports, the women aren't just licensed they are winning. I
2: mean we've surpassed they're,
1: they're now over winning. 200 women wins.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're almost to 300 total wins, and that's for pros and sportsmen. Um, and now, just on the pro side, we have more than 150 pro wins. Of course, we surpassed that number a, a few years ago. Yes. Um, and uh, we have four world champions: Shirley Muldowney, um, with her first one was way back in 1977. You know, oh, this wow. is, this that's is nothing. This is this is nothing new. You know, and now now we have Erica Enders, we have Angel, uh, Sam Pei. we have Brittany Force. So I mean, I mean, it just they, they're winners. We, we have about 70 women who have competed in the pro classes, um, 18 of which have won races. So it's um, it's definitely something to write home about. Because
1: one of the things I pointed out, too, is the pro stock motorcycle class. On any given weekend, you'll have almost, what is it, like almost up to 10 female drivers or riders in in the pro stock motorcycle category alone
2: absolutely well represented in the pro stock motorcycle class
1: and they're crazy to me i'm like those girls are badass because i (laughs) like i I want a chassis around me and i'm just Uh, in that time i watched when uh gianna fell off her bike i'm just like oh my gosh and she just got up like nothing
2: you know and it, and and the thing is it is rare to see a motorcycle crash which yeah. which is which is great you know and and you're right they don't have a chassis and I, i've often been asked you know if you could race any of the of the pro classes which one would it be and i just my my very first gut response is well i'll tell you which one it wouldn't be <laughs> and and it's and it's, it's pro stock motorcycle because it scares me but it's just so thrilling um, the fact that they've now exceeded 200 miles per hour just it still blows my mind <laughs> well there is one more category that we won't is the top
1: fuel harley and I, there is one female rider in top fuel harley but none of my like top fuel drivers whenever i asked them about that they're like oh those guys are crazy I d- i've never <laughs> fallen off of my car you know or fall out of my car and they have to wear flak jackets you know when they ride so they're even crazier
2: yeah, and and we get a lot of uh, if if you pay attention to the social media, we get a lot of wild rides out of that one. <laughs> yes, and by the
1: way, I so, I want to bring up too when you're talking about women and your social media, how you said it's one team. Can
2: we give a shout out to Nikki? Absolutely, <laughs> she is Nikki Sheely is that one person team, and and like I said, she's got a lot of support from all kinds of team members. Um, But everything that you see on NHRA social media comes from uh, Nikki's brain. And um, she's just, she's very creative. She's very thoughtful. She's a very... um, very much an outside-of-the-box thinker, and uh, we just adore her on our team and don't know what we would do without her. She travels to every single event. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of of folks that kind of, you know, we, we split up the travel and take turns, you know, going to this event or that event, depending on the job, but you'll see her at every event.
1: Yeah, she is amazing. That's why I wanted to give her a shout out because I'm like, Nikki does it all. And you never get to see her. She's always behind the camera. So I wanted to give her a shout out. Now, here's another thing, too. When you talk about traveling is you have three beautiful daughters. I'm like, what is how how do you balance doing the travel with having your daughters?
2: You know, I I really I and I guess in 2020, I didn't travel as much. Um, You'll you'll see me at a handful of races. Um, on a given season but um, I'm I'm not out at every event. The majority of my function with NHRA happens Pre-event, you know, because we're setting up all of the advertising, uh, we're setting up the uh, television commercials, radio commercials, um, the the digital marketing campaigns that you'll 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 see the ads on your Facebook. That's all. That's all me working with a digital marketing team to put that together. A lot of my function does happen before the event, so I don't need to travel into as many events, but I do get out to a handful. And you know, it's just been it's been something that my family understands. I mean, even even. Even prior to working for the NHRA, I was, I was traveling a little bit, you know, for my previous job. So they get it, they understand, and and they know that it's a quick trip, you know, go for the weekend and then come back. So um, it's, it's just kind of been a part of, you know, what I've been doing my entire career. So it's you, good. It's good. But it's been nice to take a little bit of break from the travel in 2020 and just be here with the family.
1: Oh, I, no offense, but that the when you look for upsides of 2020, I loved it here in Indy because um I only live like two miles from the track, so it's like we're having another race in Indy. Cool, that's awesome. You know, I was like, oh, hey, I know. Who wants me to go take pictures? <laughs> I can just bike on up to the track
2: exactly that that was uh, we were so grateful to have that opportunity last year Um, it was just such a great entryway back into racing Um, not not only for us being an NHRA track um, easy you know for us to to get into all the logistics of pulling it off but you know just working with um, the the city and the state and the local health department to put it all together I mean it all ran very smoothly Um, we were just grateful for the opportunity to do it in Indy because that that's where the majority of the teams are based. So um, hopefully was a great entry point for many of the teams to come out as well and just kind of kind of get back into it after everyone had been off for a few months there. Oh, yeah. It, it was so great. And they did. You
1: guys did an amazing job of making sure everything was covered. Everybody was safe. Everybody had masks on. I thought everything went so smooth when you guys were here in India. Like I said, I enjoyed it.
2: I still got to go to the starting line and do my thing. So I loved it. Yeah, we, we tried to make it as normal as possible and make sure that everyone was getting, especially, you know, from your perspective, getting the social media content that you needed, but doing it in a safe way. Of course, you know, when we came back in July, everything was still pretty, we're, we're still yeah. in the middle of it. You know, we're still in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, look, we still are, you know, so um, we just had to make sure that we were doing it in a safe manner, but we, we had a lot of fans um, that were able to come. Of course, we had um, capacity mandates that we had to abide but that was okay. You know, we had to understand how to how to handle that and how to manage it, especially as we started racing outside of Indianapolis. Um, so, so it was great to have those couple of races in Indy in July, so we could kind of just get back in the saddle and learn the new way of how we had to do this, <laughs> at least for you know the rest of 2020. And uh, you know, as we look ahead to 2021, we're we're likely going to have some protocols in place, but uh, we just. As we've learned um, this past year, every region is, is a little bit different. You know, we can't treat, um, um, we can't treat Indianapolis or we can't treat Florida the same, the same way as we would California. You know, every region is going to be a little bit different as far as what the guidelines are going to be. So we just have to pay close attention.
1: Okay. Is there anything, any other sneak peeks or anything you want to tell us about the upcoming 2021 season for NHRA, what fans can expect?
2: Well, they can expect that racing is going to start next month with the Lucas Oil Series in February. Um, so as per usual, the, the Lucas Oil Series will kick it off for us. And um, we we won't start with the um, the Camping World Series, the Pro Series, until March. Um, as, as you know, we would typically kick off here in California in February, but uh, we're just not going to have the opportunity to do that this year. Uh, we hope later in the year for California, of course, but... Um, We will be starting in Gainesville, which is kind of exciting because we've never started a season in Gainesville. Usually it's our East Coast opener, and now it is the season opener for this year. So we're planning it March 11 through 14 in Gainesville, and... um, that you know just stay tuned there could be changes along the way we're we're even looking at opportunities to race in places we haven't raced before with the pro series so oh, that's exciting uh, we, we've got yeah yeah we've got a lot of uh, fun things uh hopefully coming for this season and um, but everything is as planned right now that you see the schedules on NHRA.com and we plan on starting to race next month in florida with the lucas oil series
1: uh i actually i think i'm going to try to make it to the gainesville because i'm like that's such a great race and i have like friends making their debut like josh is going to make his debut and i got my friends who yeah and i got friends who do their um alcohol dragster and everything so i really want to make it down for that because i really need to get out of indy and get some sun that's for sure
2: um you know it's the perfect time um you know we 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 are excited to keep the race in March as it usually is because it's just it's just right around that spring break time and, and we understand not as many people will be traveling um this year as they normally would. Hopefully after this year after, you know, more vaccinations and things like that. But uh but it, it is still spring break time. It's that time that everyone needs a break and uh for those that are driving in or, or coming in um via other modes of transportation, it's gonna be a good time. It'll be great weather and it'll be um It'll be a lot of racing. A lot of racing. We um, we met our quotas in sportsman entries. All, within an hour or two oh, of wow. putting them out. That's awesome. <laughs> the, the car counts are going to be out of control. We're, we're excited. There's going to be a lot of cars on track. I, I think, I think you know, for the fans that are, are so excited to come back, the racers are just as excited to come back, you know, and not everyone had the opportunity to come back last year. So um, you're, you're going to see a lot from an entry standpoint this year as well.
1: Perfect. I'd love to hear that. And so now something I
2: ask everybody is,
1: what advice do you have for women who want to get into the sport? There's girls listening. What would you suggest they do if they wanted to get a job like you have in NHRA? What would you suggest they do?
2: You know what? My my best piece of advice is to reach out and network and just talk to folks. You know, I have always been receptive If I get an email or a message, um, maybe it maybe it's maybe it's on LinkedIn or maybe maybe they just call in HRA and ask for me. But, you know, I've always been receptive to those that are just looking to maybe maybe do some shadowing or or just have an informational interview over the phone. Um, Networking is is such a great thing. And, and not only to just kind of reach out and call, but I can help them network as well. You know, any, anyone they reach out to in the racing community, I'm sure would be happy to help them do that. Um, but that, that's the best I think is just reaching out and talking to someone and, uh, and talking about different opportunities. You're always going to learn something, you know, when you start to open your network like that. I'm huge about networking, too.
1: I'm huge on networking. I'm huge on interning, you know, and yeah. lots of the teams are open to that. You know, And that's the great thing about NHRA, too, is you can go up and talk to the teams. You can go to the, you know, we're not fenced off. NHRA is so open. Like we say, every, every uh, ticket's a pit pass, and you can go talk to the teams, and you can talk to their PR reps, and you can talk to you.
2: Yeah. And there's just nothing better than than helping someone and watching them grow in the sport, you know, and just I've been at NHRA for nine years now, and it's just been so great to see people move up and and uh, in their positions and watching them do that along the way. There's there's a lot of dedication that it takes um, to stick with something, but um, but just keep reaching out, picking up the phone and uh, and like you said, stop and talk to someone at the races. I mean, there's so many people that are receptive Um especially in our sports. So I would say just keep at it. Perfect. Yeah, I know
1: there's a couple... Girls I know of where I kind of met him, through, met her through Jordan. I've been trying to coach her and she actually has applied for the marketing job down here in India a couple times. And I'm like, whatever you need, let me know, because she's just so nice. And same thing. We met at the race and we got talking and she's like, I love your job. I love that. I want to do that. So most of us are open to that and open to helping you all. So that's what I love about us. And so. Yeah, do, absolutely. Do you want to give any uh, shout outs or where we can to NHRA or to yourself, like where we can find everybody on social
2: media? So we are at NHRA pretty much on every social media platform. Check us out. Um, We have so much content to share on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So um, just check us out at NHRA. And thank you so much for talking to
1: me today, Kristen. And when you listen back, I've already heard, when you get two Minnesota girls who talk together, our O's came out so bad this interview, where I'm like, (laughs) oh, listen, our O's are just coming out. Oh, my gosh, we've been home too much and talking to each other. So... um."
2: (laughs) You know what though, Nicole, like it is so true. I have had I've had more people this past year since I've been working remotely, ask me about wh- where I'm from. Where are you from? It sounds like you're from, you know, and, and Some of them even guessed Minnesota, right? And I and I just I couldn't figure out because I hadn't heard that in a while. You know, it it had maybe been a, a few years at least. You know, and and I and I thought you know what? It's because I've been home. I haven't been at work. You know, yep. I've been home with my family, and we're all Minnesotan. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's it's true. It's true. You get around the you, you talk. To the talk
1: when you're around it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kristen, and you have a wonderful day.
2: All right. You too, Nicole. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: If you ever thought about starting a podcast of your own, All Indiana Podcast Network can help you get started. Here's your chance to talk about the things you love, history, hobbies, vacation and travel, investing, true crime, love and romance, furry friends, whatever you like. Share your stories and start a podcast today. All Indiana Podcast Network can help you create, produce, distribute, and promote your podcast. For more information, email contact at allindianapodcast.com. That's contact at allindianapodcast.com.
1: Thanks again for listening. I'm Nikki Clark, and this is Women Take the Wheel. Be sure to connect and follow on Facebook when you search for Women Take the Wheel podcast. And be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast right now on the All Indiana Podcast Network.
0: From the All Indiana Podcast Network. This
1: is Women Take the Wheel.
0: With Nikki Clark. Follow and subscribe to this podcast now. And discover even more great podcasts on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Online at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.